This is Who Kicked the Corner Flag, an English soccer game show podcast. Kevin De Bruyne who sets up a shot and scores. And now it's with Harry Kane and it's another chance to make it three and he doesn't miss this time. That's Coutinho for Salah. Oh, that's brilliant. Mo Salah's header from Coutinho's excellent cross. And here's your host, James Rose. After a rough few weeks with international breaks, technical mayhem and Spurs' points drought, we're finally back to bring you our weekend Premier League and FA Cup assessments in our fun, quizzical style. Once again, I'm pleased to bring in the leader of the Kansas City Spurs fan group, the man who got teary-eyed watching replays of the stadium opening ceremony and who can't get enough of Minsky's new Joe's barbecue-flavoured pizza. Pizza plug, perhaps? It's Jared Bustamente. How are you, bud? I'm doing well, doing well. We're back in our home, our new home, our old home, and uh, and we're above Arsenal. So, so far, things are uh, things feel right in the world. So far, so good. Let's uh, see if it holds out, new home included. Uh, and I'm also pleased to have with me the leader of the Casey Gooners, the man who's perhaps put his St. Totteringham Day plans on hold, and who compares Arsenal to House Stark from Game of Thrones. Someone's ready for that new season. It's Boyce Richardson. How are you, bud? What a bunch of technical difficulty bollocks. <laughs> the picture <laughs> of my uh, computer as a screenshot is all over the internet. There is proof it is not a lie. Uh, anyway, it's working so far, so we're good. We're good, just. Uh, right, for our first contest, we're going to start with another round of question of the match. From our free topics given, each person's going to get a statistical question stemming from said match. And then a round of discussion will follow afterwards. So today's three topics are Everton shock Arsenal. Watford overthrow the Wolves. Hazard beats West Ham. And Boyce, you're up first this week. So go ahead and pick a topic for us. Let's just go ahead and get it out of the way. Although I don't think there was anything much shocking about the Everton Arsenal result this weekend. (laughs) Interesting. All right. Your question uh, from this game. Of their 11 away matches, and you'll get the answer to this right away. uh, Of their 11 away matches, how many have Arsenal now lost? Is it four, six, or seven? Oh, he's wondering. I don't know, actually. I think it's six. Oh, it is seven. (laughs) Unlucky there, bud. It is seven. Believe it or not, seven of their last 11 away matches uh, are down as a loss, which is unfortunate. So the question is, why can't Arsenal get results on the road, boys? In the end, I think it just has to come down to a question of comfort because it's an Occam's razor sort of situation where you look at the strategy and the formations that Emery puts out in the matches at the Emirates, and it's not like it's any different when they're on the road, when they're away from the Emirates. It's just a question of comfort for the players. I think they've yet to demonstrate that they have the fortitude to be able to get difficult points on the road. I mean, the the best example this year, I think, of Arsenal actually playing well on the road is probably the the match at Wembley that, in the end, they should have won, except for a, another butchered penalty kick, which, I mean, maybe that comes down to a comfort level as well. But you really do have to question the backbone of this team. Now, to give Emery at least a little bit of a respite when... You're playing Guendozi and Mohamed Elneny in the middle of the pitch because you don't have any other alternative options where Aaron Ramsey's coming back from injury and Torreira's still suspended and Jacques is hurt. You know, that dealt a pretty big blow to Arsenal's fluidity, not to mention the fact that because Koscielny's hurt, you're still playing Shkodron Mustafi 
in the back line, which is just always a disaster. But even Nacho Monreal got exposed in this particular match, and it was frustrating to watch just because for about the first two to three minutes, it looked like Arsenal might actually, you know, give it a good go. Sure. But they just absolutely fell off. And I think the scoreline actually probably flattered Arsenal in the end. There were mm-hmm. Richarlison was completely and totally wasteful. Uh, there was a time where Ainsley Maitland-Niles basically just back passed it to an Everton guy and not, but for Burnt Leno, you know, Arsenal would have been down too. It's just hard to say, you know, I think you, I held out hope a little bit past the 70th minute when we'd somehow managed to hold on to a one nil deficit that something might happen. But the most frustrating thing I think for me in the match above and beyond the sort of general dismal performance was the fact that even though the stars had kind of aligned for Arsenal to potentially smash and grab a point and get out of Goodison park with at least something, mm-hmm. they didn't muster anything. Yeah. I just, you know, they, they brought on Alex Iwobi. He did okay. Aaron Ramsey was okay for about the 10 minutes, but then everything settled down and absolutely nothing happened. And all of this in light of the fact that they had Phil Jigielka, who I actually thought would be a liability, ends up scoring a goal. And let's be honest. Yeah, that dude's foot was over the line when he threw it, but who cares? The defending on that was just <laughs> so abysmal. And then Kolasinac just ends up passing it to him. I mean... I could have scored that goal. Mm-hmm, indeed. Uh, Jared, your uh, quiz question on this one. When was the last time Everton won a match against Arsenal with a clean sheet? Was it 2007, 2014, or 2016? Uh, 2016. Oh, unlucky bud. No, it was 2014. The scoreline was... I knew was... it was kind of recent. It was, yeah. It was the uh, boys. Might know this. It was the sixth of April. They uh, they beat him three uh, nil. Unbelievable scoreline in that respect. But uh, but there we go. Uh, so Jared, three wins in a row now for Everton. Three clean sheets in a row. Where has this Everton team been this season? You know, I I, I think you even have to go back a little further than that. I mean, you have a fall back to earth with Newcastle, and then the that draw against Liverpool in the Merseyside derby, which was just mm-hmm. an amazing match. I don't think their, their record really reflects. I mean, there is some talent on this team. Uh, mm. And I'm, I wish I could just get in there and kind of do some like home and away stats. I mean, I, I get it, Arsenal. Not not many teams can walk into Goodison Park and score six. So, you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll just go ahead and keep that trophy for you. But I think it is it was kind of a combination of, as kind of Boyce alluded to, of just Arsenal's away form. Mm-hmm. Um, not to not to take anything away from Everton, but uh, you know, as uh, again as Boyce said, you know, they kind of they could have been up more than one, but this is an Everton squad that is clearly making the most of some chances here coming late. I mean, and doing Arsenal United and Spurs a solid in beating oh, Chelsea yeah. and now doing United Chelsea and Spurs a solid by beating Arsenal. I mean, just how many beers do I have to buy? Uh, shout out to my buddy Mitch Kempker, who is a massive Toffees fan. Uh, <laughs> seriously, guys. I mean, I um, have to, you know, uh, sort up a fund. And we'll see if it comes down. I mean, it would be hilarious if Everton kind of go down and they run the table against the four, trying to compete, trying to make top four. and Because mm-hmm. they still have matches remaining home uh, to United. Uh, and then they final match of the season uh they are 
at Spurs new stadium. So yeah. uh, I, I'm happy for them. They're doing us a solid, but they need to just kind of chill out a little bit now um, <laughs> because <laughs> if this team keeps rolling and then if they end up beating Spurs and that is undoubtedly going to have a massive, massive implication for how this ends. And uh, I think they are happy playing, uh, playing the role of spoiler and no one should be looking past Everton. <laughs> Right, let's move on to our next topic. And Jared, you have two left to pick from. We have Watford overthrow the Wolves and Hazard beats West Ham. So which one would you like to talk about? Uh, let's go with the Chelsea-West Ham match from today. From today. Love it. Chelsea take the vital three points over West Ham thanks to an inspired performance from Eden Hazard. The final score is 2-0. Uh, Jared, your question from this one is, how many goals has Eden Hazard now scored this season? Is it 12 14 or 16? Uh, 12. It is not 12. It is 16. He is on course. Yeah, believe it or not, he's on course now uh, for that golden boot almost. I don't know where he ranks in that list, but he's got to be pretty close to the top there. Um, I think the biggest question from this, and a lot of people will talk about this from today, um, can Chelsea keep hold of him? I... I think it's a little different now uh, with the transfer ban in place. I think that's going to be huge. I think they will try a little bit harder now. Uh, but, I mean, he's doing his part to really make a case for uh, uh, for a transfer to Spain. I mean, sure. the talk of these transfer things, you know, you, you fool us every week, James, with just the craziest stuff that <laughs> may or may not be true. Uh, but the cycle's ephemeral, right? So right now... The answer is an absolute yes, but I think it wasn't too long ago that we were saying, well, Hazard was just remarkably frustrated in this side, and you saw him disappearing in matches, and um, uh, almost just playing with just a general uh, malaise, just didn't care. But I I think things have maybe kind of settled in. Uh, Chelsea, I think the club will really look to really keep him in the squad, because the alternative is you you cash in on him, and it's money that you can't use in the transfer window for another year. So I... I mean, maybe Boyce has some insight on this uh, as far as the transfer money goes and all of that. But I just I don't see that really making a lot of business sense on the football side. And I think when you're bringing in a player uh, like Christian Pulisic over the summer, um, I think kind of to play him counter uh, to Hazard, I, I think then you have some you have some real attacking strength there. Uh, mm-hmm. I w- would be very excited to see them play together, but. It's all about the almighty dollar games. And, uh, you know, if someone, I mean, Spurs, we have to parry these you know, rumors all the time. You know, how much money is it going to take to take everything from our manager down to, I don't know, uh, the, the carpet in the, uh, in the dressing room. So, cause apparently everything's <laughs> for sale, but if, uh, uh, it depends on what Chelsea, if they, I mean, if they need the money, maybe they yeah. do. I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Uh, Boyce, your quiz question from this one. How many goals have West Ham scored from their last seven away games? Uh, EPL games, I should say, to clarify. Uh, is it one, two, or five? Two. Oh, it is just one. Just one goal out of seven away EPL games. Not a great record for uh, good old... Yeah, that, is, good... that is bad. It is pretty bad. Um, it's less than good. <laughs> well, I mean, almost making the comparison, not quite to Arsenal, but uh, where do West Ham kind of fix their away form here, and where do they ultimately finish this season? You know, it's really unfortunate, because as an Arsenal fan, given that the Hammers play basically the entire rest of the top six before the campaign concludes, I was kind of hoping that they would 
refocus and find their form from a little bit earlier in the campaign, but apparently not. Uh, I think Pellegrini's done some really good work, but the the land of misfit Arsenal toys, it, where are you going to find composure when you have Fabianski, Wilshire, and Samir Nasri in your lineup? I, I feel for Pellegrini. I think there's some talent there, and they've obviously evidenced it a few times this season, but I think they kind of are in the table where they belong. They're at the bottom of that middle pack of, of teams. And, you know, as as an Arsenal fan, uh, I quickly lost faith in West Ham's ability to save our season by somehow going in and defeating Spurs, United, and uh, Chelsea because obviously today was demonstrative of the fact that they just... I don't think that they have it in them, especially on the road. And, you know, you kind of got to empathize with them at this point because what's there to play for for West Ham right now? Pride, maybe, but... You know, they're on 42 points. They're unquestionably safe. I don't think they probably have any interest in playing the in the Europa League next year. And they're not as good as Watford, Everton, or Wolverhampton. Probably not as, even as good as Leicester. So, you know, they won't be the first or the last team to get downed by Eden Hazard. Although, I kind of tend to think that he's gone. Mm-hmm. He's got, what, one more year? Uh, doesn't his contract expire in 2020? I saw today. That's right. Yeah, that sounds right. Sorry, it said that he still wants a hundred million pounds for Eden Hazard after with one year left on his contract, and I don't think he's going to do it because I think he just wants to be gone. But the amount of money that Hazard could make if he just stuck around for one more year and endured it with Chelsea and then left for Madrid on a free—I mean, they'd probably pay him up and above what Alexis Sanchez is stealing from United per match. I like that stealing because that's very true. Um, I guess we'll see. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's, it's been very interesting to hear what all the different people have said. I think more people are leaning towards him actually going. Uh, but for what price, I think is the bigger question now. But uh, uh, we shall see, as I always say. Right, boys, we're over to you for our last topic, which is Watford overthrow the Wolves. And Gerard De La Feira helps Watford overcome a 2-0 deficit for victory uh, and a spot in the FA Cup final. Score there was 3-2 with extra time played. Uh, so, boys, your quiz question. When was the last time Watford made it to the FA Cup final? Was it 1984, 2001, or 2005? 2005. Unfortunately, no. It was literally the flip side of that. 1984 for Watford was the last time. So it's been quite a while for them. Uh, based on their performance in this game, do you think they deserve the victory? Were they the better side on the day? You know, I think this is where internal bias kicks in. I hate Troy Deeney. I wish he would burn. <laughs> I, him scoring that goal sort of eroded a small portion of my soul. I knew uh, this was coming. <laughs> I, I, I hate that. I hope that City beat them by 10 goals in the final. Uh, mm-hmm. No, I, I think Dale Lefeu is an incredible player who's morphed into, uh, I think, leaps and bounds beyond what we saw at Everton when he was there. And I think that they've put a really good squad together. You know, the the problem is, I, I think, I don't know if Jared shares an affinity for Wolves, but I've kind of developed an affinity for Wolverhampton over the course of the campaign. I think what they've done and what they've accomplished this year and will probably, I think they probably end up finishing seventh. Uh, it was just kind of a shame to see them go. Uh, it shocks me to hear this. I like, I'm not being sarcastic because you know why I love Wolves. Is, is it because Jimenez? Raul Jimenez, uh, and for uh, someone, uh, I, I, it, it shocks me, boys, who uh, with who hates L three as much as you do, that uh, your affinity. <laughs> thanks, man. Thanks for coming over. I'll get you a kit. 
He's he's on my he's on my fantasy team. Uh, <laughs> no, I you know I mean you can't credit where credits due. I, I think I don't know what the contract situation looked like for Wolverhampton for Jimenez, but the fact that they ended up getting him on a transfer from Benfica for thirty million pounds is robbery at this point. And I think just to touch really quickly on Jared's point, if you're a U.S. men's national team fan, and you're looking at Mexico right now and the generation of talent that they have coming in, including Jimenez, it's it's scary times. But, yeah. I mean, to, to answer your question, I, I think Wofford have obviously had an incredible season. We all know on this podcast that a week from today, Troy Deeney is going to score a forking hat trick against Arsenal just to rub salt further in the wound and uh, further their their adventures this year. So I, I think they're good money for their finish. It was just I would have preferred to see Wolves over them and long live Led Zeppelin and Robert Plant. <laughs> Jared, your question for this one. How many shots on target did Wolves have in this game? Was it three, five, or six? Uh, okay, I have no idea. Um, three. Three shots, three goals. It, uh, we're talking about Wolves here, by the way, not Watford. Oh, Wolves here. Oh, Wolves, yeah. Uh, well, I guess I'll stick with three. Yeah. Unlucky, bud. No, it was six. It was the other end of the scale again. Six shots on target. Jared, what do we take from... <laughs> we talked a little bit about Wolves in the past. Uh, what do we take from their performance here? How did they fall short? And what are the future prospects looking like for this uh, for this team? I think this is just classic FA Cup football, right? I mean, we've had... Was it two years in a row where we had Wigan? Just mm-hmm. like non, not non-league, but not non-Premier League Wigan just come in and they could be Dragon Slayers. I mean, that's the beauty of this. And I, I always use the FA Cup when I you know, speak to non-English football fans who kind of hate this idea that, you know, you only play the regular season uh, and then, you know, there's no quote-unquote playoffs. I remind them that's how basically college basketball works. And then they throw things at me, whatever. But <laughs> this is, you know, tournament football at its best and i think wolves can hold their head up high i think on this one because i mean watford's quality squad i mean they, they are as much as you know people are annoyed by you know troy dini uh voice i think there was somebody referred to him as fat drake which just really cracked me up uh, <laughs> uh but you know that second goal i mean the penalty i mean there's no doubt that that was a penalty i think you know maybe the I won't go so far as to make the argument that the moment got to them uh, mm-hmm. because, I mean, we need to remember it's a newly promoted squad that just were all in and invested. It came out. We knew Wolves were staying up in, I mean, October, right? I mean, I don't think anybody had any thought that, you know, this was a newly promoted side that might catch the wrong end of the relegation battle. I mean, they came out firing. And, uh, you know, they beat Spurs, uh, and I would say even, you know, convincingly so. So mm-hmm. I think the notion is this is just – this is tournament football. This is how it goes sometimes. And uh, at the end of the day, I don't know what the contract situation is like for the likes of, you know, Jimenez and um, – uh, who's that? Who's the other cat and the Brazilian? Um, uh, is it Moutinho? In- Moutinho, thank you. Um I don't know what their contract situation is, but I have to think with the amount of money that they invested to really make this, you know, push to not only be promoted, but to stay, I think they'll be fine. And I, you know, I, for one, hope Watford go out there and not seriously, but, you know, just injure enough, like 11 to 12 Manchester City players so that they all missed about two to three weeks. That's my goal. 
Strategic. So, you know, <laughs> let's let's leave some panza lasagna out and um, you know, let's uh <laughs> let's get that city squad work for. Let's move on to our next game, guys, which is, of course, Rumor Mill. Uh, so to clarify, each player is going to get a quote or a line from a newspaper or online resource from the last few days. All they've got to do is tell me if the words I read out were, in fact, printed or just something I made up. So it's basically true or false. Two points for a correct guess. And, Jared, you're up first with this one. Tottenham are willing to make a £30 million move for Everton's on-loan Portuguese midfielder, Andre Gomez. True or False. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. We can't believe we're talking about transfers. Um, <laughs> I yeah, please, sure. It is true. Yes. Yeah, oh, nice. Right. There it is. The first two points of the game. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Maybe it's too hard. We are doing well. Everything is going so well. This is great. Uh, but yes, Jared, <laughs> uh, it is true. The Telegraph reported that. Uh, do we believe that? I mean, that'd be a nice, nice little pickup, wouldn't it? I, yes, absolutely. I mean, this is, you know, we say it week in and week out, James. It is depth. I mean, for a, for a squad who wants to consistently compete, you know, in four competitions a year, but we just don't have the depth. I mean, I think people need to remember that we scraped through the Champions League group stages. I mean, oh, by yeah. d- d- by dumb luck, I will yep. openly acknowledge that. Um and then had a great performance against Dortmund, right? I mean, so we're seizing some of those opportunities that are great, but I think, you know, Boyce has made this point time and time again. You know, our if you look, our success in Europe has almost always come with a drought and underperformance in uh, domestic play. And it just, you know, having you know, the Spurs spring slump, I think, is a product of the fact that I am convinced that Hungman's son is just is a machine. I, I don't understand how he plays <laughs> this much football. Uh, but yes, depth, yes, bodies, yes, talent, please. We'll take it. Spend we'll take the money, it Daniel. Yeah, from the checking account. Uh, boys, this next one is for you. Chelsea boss Mauricio Sarri is now adamant Eden Hazard will be staying put at Chelsea as the club plans to invest in players who will work in formation with the Belgian international. True or false? I mean, if I was Mauricio Sarri, I'd do everything in my power to be able to keep him too, so sure. It is false. No outlet reported those words. In fact, even today, I believe, he came out and said to the press at his post-match conference, yeah, it looks like he might be going, so let's see if we can just convince him otherwise. I mean, wow, what a, what a guy, what a character to come out and say that. Um, obviously, we, we've... T- <laughs> Yeah, true story. Uh, we've talked about it, obviously, already. Uh, will he stay? Will he go? The debate will be ongoing until we find out more. Uh, Jared, this next one's for you. New reports suggest Everton forward Rickarlson could be making a move to Liverpool in the summer, as the Brazilian's agent was spotted meeting with Jurgen Klopp last week. True or false? That makes zero sense. No, False. It is true, according to <laughs> the. I've, do you know? I've never heard of this one, but Sport Witness, um, which is a poorly Xerox newsletter. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Written by high schoolers, uh, but it still counts because it was printed. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Do I, I think you already answered my question? Do we see that happening? Am I alone here? Is that not ridiculous? I, it, I think it is. Yeah, boys. What do you think? I mean. I don't know. I'd like to have Richarlison on my team. Liverpool just stockpile people in the the front three positions, so maybe they'd like a little bit of depth outside Shakiri. They still have Jordan Henderson in the midfield, and I know he scored and assisted over the weekend, but 
still. <laughs> I I agree with that, but I'm that's not necessarily a like for like, right? I mean, no, not at all. I mean, especially like, when you're about to get Alex Oxlade Chamberlain back. That's what I mean. Oh, I mean, you're, you're talking about Ox and then Firmino, Shakiri, Mane, and and saw. I don't know. Uh, embarrassment of riches, but thanks for rubbing it in, Liverpool. <laughs> They'll keep spending. They can. Uh, boys, this last one is for you. Manchester United are looking at bringing Jadon Sancho, Declan Rice, and Callum Hudson-Odoi together during the upcoming summer transfer window. True or false? Of course they are. Go spend that Glazer money. <laughs> it is true. Yes. Nice work, boys. Uh, the Daily Star. Of course, that's a very true read. Whatever they say is, of course, true. Uh, but they printed it. So they clearly think Manchester United are getting ready to spend the cash again with Oli at the wheel. Uh, real quick, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, uh, how's he going to do into the next season? I think that that was incredibly short-sighted and foolish. And of the six teams that are still competing for a top four spot at this point, you'd have to think... I, surprisingly for my earlier statements that United's the least likely. If you look at 538 right now, they're like 15% to make top four. Jared, and they're not winning the Champions League. <laughs> yeah. Jared, I, you, yeah. <laughs> what, I, what I agree said. with that. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. he said. All right, let's go ahead and swiftly move on to our last game, which, of course, is another round of Player Profile. So, as usual, I'll provide five different clues to a different EPL player, each clue easier than the last. The first person to shout their name and correctly guess said player wins those points, but you only get one guess, as an incorrect shot will freeze you out. This week, your clue to these players is Assisters. Assisters, is that a word? I don't know. Uh, this translates to players who have assisted with at least seven goals this season. So, at least seven. Guys, ready to do this? Let's yes. Do it. Yes. All right. Player number one is Portuguese. Where's the number 20 shirt? Boys. Yes, boys. João Moutinho? It is not. Good guess, but unfortunately, no. So that does freeze you out. So, Jared, these last clues are for you. Has been with this club since 2017. That club is Manchester City. First name is Bernardo. Bernardo Silva. Bernardo Silva, yes, that is absolutely correct. And I'll get you those two points. Nice work there, Jared. Player number two also plays for Manchester City. Is a European-born player. Has scored nine goals so far this season. Notably not in his World Cup squad last year. Yes, Jared. Leroy Sané. Bam, there it is. Leroy Sané, yes, that is absolutely correct. And that'll get you those two points. Uh, the last clue on that one was first name is Leroy. Leroy Sané, not to be confused with Mane. Mane Sané. Uh, <laughs> we do that often. <laughs> we do do that a lot, yeah. Uh, player number three uh, plays for Bournemouth. Has scored six goals so far this season. Boys. Yes, boys. Just because I'm going to lose otherwise. Ryan Frazier. It is Ryan Frazier. What a shot, sir. Yeah, nice work. Uh, he's headed to Arsenal, potentially. Oh, okay. I haven't heard that one, but uh, there you go. Well, he's uh, a clearly good assister, uh, since he made the list. But uh, other clues on this one were, is a Scottish international, plays as a midfielder, 
First name is Ryan. Ryan Frazier. And he has actually uh, racked up 10 assists so far. So he's, he's got something going there. We'll take it. Player number four wears the number 10 shirt. Has been with this club since 2012. Once played for French club Lille. A Belgian international. Boys. Yes, boys. boys. Eden Hazard. Eden Hazard, yes, is absolutely correct. And it'll get you those two points. Uh, the last clue on that one, of course, was plays for Chelsea. Eden Hazard with a magical number of 12 assists. Clearly loves to score them as well as provide them. What a guy, what a player, Eden Hazard. Uh, guys, right now we are tied. It is literally six mm. points apiece. It comes down to this last player. Google's at the ready. Here we go. This last player is a Scottish international. Where's the number 26 shirt? Jared. Yes, Jared. Andrew Robertson. Andrew Robertson is absolutely correct, sir. Yes, nice work. That'll get you those two points. And the final scores from this game, Boyce came away with six. But Jared, you stole the win at the end there with eight. How do you feel? Oh my god! I don't know how to feel anymore, boys. How how many in a row was that? You 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 tweeted you made fun of me the other day. How many is it? <laughs> I don't even know, but you would have gotten Andrew Robertson because that would have never come to mind. I've <laughs> been sitting there at the a... end, staring up at the sky. Oh, well, man. only because when you said Scottish previously, and I had him in my mind, not thinking it was Bournemouth when you said Fraser. So that was the only thing that that really kind of stuck him in my head. Johnny Russell. <laughs> plays for sporting kansas city uh oh, man let's not talk about sporting uh, <laughs> let's uh, all go to children's mercy park on thursday huh it's gonna be a great little trip <laughs> gonna be a great little trip uh real quick before we wrap up champions league football of course is once again on the horizon we have two uh very important games uh imminently coming up the first one of course is tottenham versus manchester city uh tomorrow at 2 p.m. local Kansas City time. Uh, real quick, score predictions, Jared. Oh, God. Pass. <laughs> All right, boys. No, I think, I think um, <laughs> I, I, you know, these Champions League domestic fixtures always just are, I, I feel like, just brimming with more, more excitement than usual. So, I don't know. I'm hoping that the Spurs, hang, uh, there's no hangover from the, you know, from the emotion of opening the new stadium. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't get too cheesy here, but you know, there's a great interview. Uh, Jimmy Janice uh, interviewed Harry Kane uh, and talking about how there are flashes of the old lane. And they were just kind of talking about, you know, it finally felt good to be home mm-hmm. and you really kind of lose sight and forget that, you know, these guys you know playing at Wembley uh, while yes, I mean, we played there long enough. I think we have squatters rights at Wembley now, uh, but <laughs> It, uh, I don't think that can be overstated. So I'm hoping that, uh, you know, it's, this is a different competition and, you know, kind of really rising to the occasion. Um, I, I'm thinking, I, I think we'll, we'll definitely score, uh, but I, I see a couple of away goals coming for, for City because they're just so good. So I see, mm-hmm. I see us keeping us close, two to one, bad guys. All right, boys, what do we think? You know, first and foremost, let me shed a tear for Pep Guardiola, who express such remorse at their ongoing fight on four fronts to win four <laughs> separate trophies this year and how injuries have just ravaged their oh, whoa. roster of 22 <laughs> world-class oh, players 
I was, <laughs> I was I was devastated by that. Uh, no, I, listen, I, I think Spurs played really well. They got the the heebie-jeebies, for want of a better word, of a new stadium out pretty quick. They played well against Crystal Palace. Uh, I could actually see this. I'm going to call it 2-1 to Spurs. I, I think Ooh. City, despite the fact that they have an incredible roster, you know, they lost Kyle Walker. Oh, Indeed. Uh, more tears. More tears. But uh, I think they played a tough game against Brighton over the weekend. You could just chalk that up to the fact that I think they probably thought they could walk into Wembley and just run them out of the stadium. It'll be interesting to see whether or not Pep can get them up and going for this match, but I have a strange feeling that Tottenham are going to pull this out, and then I could see City just kind of squeaking by at the Etihad. But that I think 2-1 Spurs is probably my guess for the first match. Very cool. Uh, and then uh, unbridled optimism of a non Spurs support. There. I'm so <laughs> jealous of that. Love it. It's, it's on tape. Uh, and then, real quick, voice <laughs> your voice uh, your predictions of Liverpool versus Porto. Do you think Liverpool got the win here? Uh, that I mean, I don't know what Jurgen Klopp paid the the UCL gods to be able to get this particular matchup, but I, I think Liverpool win this aggregate plus four. Oh wow! There you go. Jared, you agree? First leg's at Anfield, right? It is, yep, yep. Oh, Christ. Yeah, I, um, I'm with boys here. I mean, I just drawing that, and even being on that side, like, get out of town. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say, on, on our end, I don't know if anyone wants to play Ajax or Juventus right now. Uh, and it's just a nightmare. Yeah. But I, I, I see Liverpool coming through here, and, yeah, I, I would say probably... I think Porto's lucky to score, so I'll say either 2-0 or 3-1. Interesting. Well, my two predictions would be Tottenham as well will squeak a win out tomorrow. I think it'll be 3-2. I'm going for a high-scoring game here, uh, and I think you guys have nailed it with Liverpool-Porto. I think uh, Liverpool are going to take this one probably 4-1. Uh, I think Salah's finally got his uh, scoring boots back on. Uh, Firmino's obviously going to smile and score goals because that's what he does. Um, so that is how I uh, I see things going on. But again, we'll see what happens. Uh, it's if be you guys could pick one emoji that will flash across Phil Jones's face when Barcelona <laughs> plays Manchester United during the match, which emoji would you pick? Oh, I don't. Uh, there what, is one. What, what's the one where the like face is completely upside down? Like, <laughs> like you just flip over and, and Jones's face is just upside down. <laughs> there was a Twitter page that was the many faces of Phil Jones, and it was like a proper account that had every like weekly updates with new faces. I can't find it. Has it been deleted? Has Phil Jones complained about it and had it removed? Either I don't know. Way, he is. He reminds me of the faceless men from Game of Thrones. <laughs> Like, his face, it's each one of those masks, except every single one of them is in some sort of look of abject horror or just unbridled stupidity. Uh, That look he gave as the ball was bouncing into the back of the net was, oh, just gorgeous. Just pure unbridled peak Phil Jones. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Uh, well, folks, that is all we have time for today. Uh, big thanks to my guests, Jared Bessemente and Boyce Richardson. Don't forget to share the love by rating us from iTunes and, of course, subscribing to our weekly episodes. You can also check out our musings on our Twitter page, at Kick Corner Flag, as well as our Facebook page and Instagram handle, at Kick Corner Flag. Uh, final words, Boyce. Please just let us beat Troy Dini. Please. Please. <laughs> please, 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 please. And uh, Jared? Hey, let's see if I can make it a streak next week. Oh, oh, look out. 
Calm down, Jared. We'll get there one step at a time. Uh, but that is all. <laughs> that is all we have time for, guys. Uh, let's hope this episode uploads. Fingers crossed it does. And until next week. 